Previously, on Unbalanced Encounters. Patrick and Bastion have peeled away from the bodies on the ground and are moving toward the cowering shadow in the far reaches of this glen. On the ground, four wolverine cubs. Guard pulls back in an attempt to just remove this guy's arm from the body and then swing the arm down with the axe still in it into the guy's head. I made sure there was enough meat so that they could eat well. And then I buried them with the others. Did you know that God did this? God were able to take up arms and, and deal with them and follow orders. So my question is, for someone who's able to mischievously deal with Goliaths and their upset stomachs, I take their side and then I specifically ask them to complete a job. They are unable to. You chose to not follow a direct order from your employer. From my employer? From my employer? Ultimately, do I report to being the empire? Thank you. What I have been hired to do is to protect Rally and its citizens and you so you can do your job. Only him and Leah and June had a monotone whisper. How much can that elder tree get us? Can we possibly subtract maybe a third of what we got? Is a plan that I might have had to get the, the Empressar's employees out the way. So you're excluding Harissa and Guard? A test of sorts I just gave Harissa and seems she's failed. I trust Harissa. I trust Guard. All right, go get him. As she runs off, you know about Agravar. Fuck me, Isaac. Declaring war on the Empressar. at all and welcome to another episode of unbalanced encounters as you may or may not have noticed uh the title of these episodes has changed we have finished our first arc war is disorganized boar and we're moving into a new interim phase of the show uh that we're calling the rallying interlude we're doing this for a couple of reasons uh the first of which is that truly half of the cast is moving uh some of us internationally at the moment and things are a little bit in chaos so coordinating you know kind of a regular recording schedule has been a little tricky and this has been a way for us to take a step back and uh you know kind of take advantage of the times that we have to play the other reason is because we're sort of in this intermittent space where we've just discovered these massive things about our characters uh mr spinks and the oath to the forest guard being a guardian june and her bond elder gods as a concept right we wanted to take a little bit of time to explore how all of the characters are thinking and feeling in the wake of those things, and also give the players some time to play with some of their new toys. Level 3 is an absolute blast. And so this episode, episode 8, is actually the second half of a two-parter with episode 7. That's going to happen one more time between episodes 9 and 10 for a total of four episodes in the rallying interlude. Before we move on in episode 11 to our second arc, uh, which we are calling They'll Need a Crane. Going forward, we're hoping to stick to the structure of one whole arc and then one or two sort of level up episodes in which they jump a couple of levels, they get to, you know, sort of feel out those those new things about their characters, reflect on what's happened, and then we'll jump back into the next arc. 
So as always, thank you for bearing with us and being with us as we figure out how to organize this show and tell the best story we possibly can. All right, I'm going to shut up and let you get into the episode. Have fun. Bye. So we cut to uh, the next the next evening, and I think everyone is honestly kind of keeping to themselves a little bit, right? I think there's an element of just nobody wants to fucking get into everything that's sort of circulating. I think everyone is a little gun shy about campfire stories at this point. <laughs> I forgot that happened. And I think everyone is, is doing a relatively good job of, of keeping to themselves. We all sort of make camp for the evening. And I think, uh, Harissa, you are taking this opportunity to make good on your promise to pierce June's ears. Uh, and we are just in this moment of quiet, right? You've gotten a little, um, uh, you know, kind of a, a gauge needle, you know, just thick enough for for, for piercing ears from uh, from whiskers. Uh, who, you know, has used it for his septum piercing from whence his uh, prosthetic mustache hangs. <laughs> it has been cleaned, I assure you. Yes. Yes, uh, but but Whiskers is a purveyor of piercings, and, uh, <laughs> and you've managed it to sort of get a hold of this and, and um, uh, have kind of found a quiet little little nook to, to sort of tuck yourself away in and uh, are sitting and having a moment with you. Now, my my daddy said I had to wait till I was 13. I'm well over that age, and I think it's time. And she, this whole time with these earrings, she's been, like, crazy obsessed with making sure that she has those earrings, like, and has not lost them. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't worry. I'm not scared. Have you ever pierced ears? I, I did, in fact, once uh, for my it brother. It will uh, sting, maybe a little, but I do it quick, and it'll be okay. fine. All fine. All right, all right. What I'm going to do? She kind of like takes June's uh, earlobe and sort of like holds it, sort of like in her fingers, just so she's got it kind of like taut. Um, <laughs> just leaning head to one side, um, and on the count of. Five. I am going to pierce. Okay? Five. On the count of five. five. Can you do it on three? Five sounds like a bit a long time for me okay, to think okay, about. Okay, three. How you're going to be piercing my ear. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do it for, for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just> holding the... <laughs> but don't, don't worry, I've done this for my brother. Um, It looked very good. It looked very good. I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. It's okay. One. One. She's holding the pin. Two. And then she goes straight into two. Just puts it straight through. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Amazing. All right. Breathe. Can I get a constitution saving throw with advantage from June, please? Oh. Okay. Uh, 13. Okay. Yeah. On a 13, you are woozy shocked little clammy uh but conscious and and holding on which ear left or right i'm gonna say the right right ear. right ear is is pierced mm-hmm. okay uh that wasn't bad it was bad i'm fine i'm good You're very good i'm, I'm good. very proud right. you did better than my brother uh-huh. he squealed like a little girl um 
Oh, she, really? <laughs> she holds out her hand for the um, one of the earrings that June is holding, so she can pop it in for her. Very gently place it in your hand. She takes it and very ceremoniously sort of uh, pulls the, the <laughs> pin out and replaces it with the, with the earring. Um, okay, next ear, are you ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. And shakes her hands out a little bit. And uh, this isn't so bad. And, you know, maybe after this, uh, I overheard uh, Mr. Spinks uh, saying that uh, something about a tattoo, maybe maybe you can give me a tattoo later on as well. I was thinking like, I could get these sleeves, like big vines and like, like, flowers and stuff all the way up my arms and Ooh, like cool. on my chest and maybe like a face tattoo I, all right all right i'm ready i'm ready okay. <laughs> we'll we'll see how you do with uh these tattoos hurt a little more um right. depending we'll that's see. what i was thinking we'll see. <laughs> but hey if i find a good guy we'll get it done so me and you together we get we get the matching tattoos i like it um yes <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so remember, count of three. I feel like it's more of a two, one and a half, but all right. All right. One. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. And then after the three for a moment and then pushes it through. <laughs> <laughs> that, wait, you got to three. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, give me a constitution saving throw flat, please. Uh, a 12. Uh, 12 was the DC to not pass out. Very good. Uh, you Ooh. are fading <laughs> slightly. You're oh, oh, woozy. Um, but you <laughs> flicker your eyelids and, and just very distinctly. Uh, I think you you hear you know Harissage June June and 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 but it, it comes through in your head as uh, your father's voice and it's just June 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 and then it morphs back into Harissa's voice as you sort of ooh, come to uh, and rejoin the situation again just cold sweat. As, as um, June comes to, I want uh, Spinks to be in front of her, sort of like fanning her with a little bit of a cloth. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> you got it! You good! She's awake! I see her eyes! It's fine! <laughs> I imagine that Mr. Spinks is actually really hot most of the time. Like, just yeah. sort of radiates a little bit of warmth. He's a hot boy. Uh, is that... Throwing is that, hot air so, on so me. So he's, he's just fanning hot air into you. <laughs> Sphinx, you're not helping. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I'm helping. Look, she's awake, isn't she? I'm, I'm sort of awake. Uh, this is fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, again, Harissa will hold out her hand for the second earring. And she'll place it in your hand. And again, slowly and ensuring she doesn't hurt you, uh, swaps the pin and, and the earring. Now remember to salt water twice a day. As you say, salt water twice a day, and you reach your hand up to it, you feel the slightest twinge as the holes heal closed 
around the stems of the earrings. And they start to glow faintly. What? This is new. This didn't happen with my brother. Magic. (laughs) (laughs) What? They don't really hurt as as much. They don't hurt at all. It didn't happen with your brother. You're still a little clammy, but they they don't hurt at all. They are glowing, my dear. Are they meant to do that? I've never seen them glow. And she's like twisting her head back and forth to try to see the earrings, but she... She can't. <laughs> Sphinx gets a mirror from somewhere and like holds it up. Sphinx like steals the little oh. mirror from Whiskers like <laughs> ritual pack and like runs it back over. <laughs> oh wow, that's uh, I've never seen them do that before. That's kind of bizarre. They're very pretty though. This glow is extremely huh. faint, and it uh seems to you know, kind of fade almost into a shimmer when you shift a little too quickly. Um, It's not something that would be visible by someone in darkness, right? It's not like it's going to light up an area around you. This isn't a light effect. Uh, It's just a a, a bit of a surreal kind of pulsing visibility, Uh, almost as if they're shining in light without there being a light. Hmm. Thank you so much, Harissa. That that wasn't that wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Ah, uh, you're just very brave, very strong. Weaker men have passed out. I mean, my dad was. I mean, my mother was nursing him for about an hour. So you did very well. <laughs> oh man, your mother sounds like she was very brave, or is very brave. I haven't heard much about your family. Harissa sort of looks at June contemplatively for a moment. I have not seen my family in some time uh, since I was much younger than you. They are still alive as far as I'm aware, but um, yes, it's been a long time. But I have fond memories. My father was very protective. Reminds me of Isaac sometimes. And (laughs) my mother, she was, (laughs) she taught me everything I know with my bow. She was, Mm. apparently it was one of the reasons my father was so attracted to her. Very fiery. (sighs) And, Mm. uh, uh, so fiery indeed, they had many children. Well, <laughs> three. Uh, <laughs> but uh, two brothers and me. I was the, the youngest. Um, but yes, uh, it's been a while, uh, a long while since since I've seen them. You miss them, don't you? I miss them. I miss them a lot. <laughs> I wonder where they are. Can we go see them, please? Spinks. Please, I'm having a moment. And Mr. Spanx is asking all the questions that, well, he's saying all the things I want to ask about. So I'm going to assume, do you think you'd ever get to see them again? Ever get to go back home? She takes a deep breath while she actually contemplates this question for a bit. She's not, 
really had to think of an answer. It's always been something she sort of put away. I think I would like to. I would like to see them again. Make sure they are well. I'm sure my brothers have many children of their own by now. But I fear that I have not fulfilled my part of my family duties, uh, so I don't know how welcome I would be. But... <sighs> there are many things I'm learning about my family that I really didn't know before. I mean, she points at Sphinx. That is one of them. <laughs> uh, hey! You like it for a nice surprise? Yes, very nice surprise. <laughs> 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 yes. He is very, very cute. Uh, see, she thinks I'm cute! No, don't put ideas in his head. He's a big enough head as it is. I mean, he's too much like me. And June will very... <laughs> June will uh, very, like, slowly put her hand out to Mr. Sphinx to, to see if she can give him little scratches under the chin. Little under chin scratches. Sphinx will look at you and look at your hand and just thrust his chin upon, <laughs> upon it <laughs> whilst looking up at you. Yes, please. Ah, it is good. Ah, uh, um, little, little to the left. The good spore. Uh, the good just, spore. And did it? And did it? Get both hands uh, in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, see, this is. You should give me next glitches. No, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yep. Uh. <laughs> Okay, that that's enough. That's Please. enough. <laughs> <laughs> you get next scratches when you've been good, was it? Well, I I bet they miss you, Harissa, and I bet they would be so happy to see you someday when you're ready to to go there. <sighs> Perhaps one day, but. I feel like family does not have to be who you are blood related to. You know, I feel like, well, like you and Isaac, not technically family, but family. And it's been a long time since I felt like I've been surrounded by family. And I'm starting to feel that now. With that, we flash back momentarily, Harissa, to an important moment in your life where you were surrounded by family. You are somewhere in the west of Astilla. Where has your family settled around the time that you decided to leave? I feel like it's kind of, imagine kind of like a Mediterranean type sort of like rocky, uh, like on a kind of mountainside or kind of like cliff edge. I feel like it's sort of around there and they're not mm -hmm. in the town. They're sort of like on the outskirts of it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's right. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think that this is just, it's a, it's a, it's a coastal little village on the far west of the western mountains uh just west of, of agravar 
and uh, you are surrounded by your family. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, there is a huge commotion happening in the 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 sort of kitchen of this domicile. Uh, your brothers and your father and your mother are having a very heated and exasperated conversation, and you're you're catching snippets. You're catching snippets. Uh, you hear um, uh, your father say, "This changes everything." Uh, and you hear one of your brothers say, I don't understand what this changes. It really shouldn't change anything. You hear the middle brother say, I, I mean, he, the, the, he, he, is, he, is, he is most certainly dead. He is most certainly dead. Something is going to happen. You're catching little snippets of conversation. And really all that it imparts to you is that, God damn it, your family can't agree on anything. <laughs> I mean, what's new? <laughs> this commotion is happening in the kitchen. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I think she finds herself rubbing the button on her sort of like neck braid and sneaks closer to the kitchen. Uh, what? What's going on? Who are you trying to get Whose attention are you trying to get? I think anyone who can hear, but she's probably aiming it at her mother. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and roll me a, just a flat charisma check. Oh, that's my dumpster. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) 13. You are just completely ignored. She can't hear you. What we have to figure out is what this means for the future of Agravar. What it means for the future of the whole region. It could throw everything into chaos. Harris is going to just sort of like try and push her way through her brothers and like get in to like see what all the hubbub is about. What's going on? Push herself through. Uh, You push yourself into the center of attention and immediately everyone's attention is on you. And there's a little bit of frustration from most of the people. What are you doing here? You're just getting in the way. We're trying to have a serious discussion about politics. We need to figure out what's going to happen to the fate of the family. You need to get out of the way. Am I not a part of the family too? I deserve to know what's going on. Your mother kind of pulls you aside and says, Safra, this is a complicated and delicate situation. We are concerned about what we're going to do, where we may have to go. It may be time to move again, and I know how you feel about that. Well, maybe if someone told me why we had to keep moving, maybe I wouldn't get so sad and mad about it. What's happening, Mama? Roll me a persuasion check. Oh, baby Harissa. She baby that there should be some baby Harissa has high charisma, I feel like. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Double her charisma now. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. Uh that's you know what? That's uh, that's that's good enough that I'm gonna roll for it. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh your mother looks at you and says Safra, you are still a child. 
you are not yet ready for the burden of responsibility, this is not a discussion for you. Now go to your room. I will come and let you know what we decide. She is going to stand there defiantly and not move. <laughs> Safra Harissa, when your mother gives you an order, you obey. You do not decide how to keep this family alive. I do. You see everyone in the kitchen is hushed now. Safra is kind of has her hands crossed against like arms crossed against her chest kind of trying to kind of keep eye contact with her mother in a kind of make me look and then she finally says well how am I supposed to do the same for my own family when I have one if you do not let me listen I have tried over and over to let you listen to the way decisions are made in this family. You have but one contribution, and it is to stay put. The last time we tried to stay put, and she's, she shudders a little bit. The last time that we tried to stay put, you nearly got us killed. Now go to your room! Oh my god. She tries not to, but like tears just swell into her eyes and roll down her cheeks and she just runs to her room. As you're running, you hear your mother pull herself together. All right, you three. We don't know much. All we know is that the Lord Hakota Agra is dead. We flash back to Harissa and June. So, June, family is what you make it. It doesn't have to be blood, just as long as you care about each other. Um, as we get closer to rally, and specifically when we get, I don't know exactly what this proximity is, but once we hit a certain closeness to rally, guards' physicality dramatically shifts, and it becomes noticeably more robotic again. Um, all of that okay. sort of like dazed kind of pacing that he was doing before, it's sort of it's almost like a dial gets turned down the closer that we get, and at a certain point. Uh, guard is very much just being a robot in terms of his physicality again. Uh, I think that that does not go unnoticed. 
Uh, but I think that it is at least a little bit overshadowed uh, by the fact that you all return with two months worth of Elderwood resin. And the millstone is going, and the refinery is going, that purple smoke up from the center of town, and you all throw the doors open and are hailed by the rest of Rally, who cheer and applaud and thank whatever gods they may or may not pray to that the town gets to exist for another month. Hi, it's Patrick. You might know me from the show you're listening to. I am, in fact, the DM. And from time to time, it is my responsibility to give you insight into the world of unbalanced encounters beyond the show of Rally. <laughs> no, but for real, uh, we have some exciting stuff that's coming up. A lot of it's Patreon-oriented, so if you're not currently a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash unbalanced encounters sign up even a dollar a month will get you the vast majority of what i'm going to be talking about here uh, if you're not already a patron uh seriously consider it if you are already a patron we're going to be having our next episode of rebalancing the talkback show where you get to ask us questions about how we run this silly thing and you know uh, how our broken braids work uh <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. The live stream events are always a lot of fun. Uh, we're still hammering out the exact day. We're hoping that it's going to be the weekend of August 27th or 28th. But if you join our Discord at discord.unbalancedencounters.com, you won't be able to miss it. Uh, we love having people from our community join in, ask us questions, uh, you know, sort of push the conversation where you want to go. If there's ever anything you wanted to tell us or hear us say, that's the best time to make it happen because it's 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 tight-knit, it's intimate. And hopefully we're actually going to be able to have our brilliant composer, Sarah Rob, join us for this one. So if you are a patron, you're going to be able to join us. The link will be going up on our Patreon. Additionally, we actually have bonus content going up for this episode on our Patreon for anyone who's pledged at least a dollar a month. A little later in the episode, you're going to see June write a letter to someone very important to her. And uh, Sam actually wrote that letter and Emily went and illustrated it. And that's going to be going up as a high resolution PDF on our Patreon for anyone who has subscribed at the dollar level or more. Uh, so again, if you're not already a patron, great time to jump in, get a hold of that letter, get a little bit of backstory, a little bit of bonus content, see us on rebalancing live, get your questions in for us. It's going to be a lot of fun and you will have our undying support and gratitude for the rest of your days. That's got to be worth something, right? I also wanted to announce that we actually now have a TikTok. It's crazy that we waited this long to create one because that's how this entire project got started. But if you're on TikTok, you could search for Unbalanced Encounters, follow the official account. You're going to get to see clips of us playing the game, actual live sessions, as well as animatics that are being done by our newest crew member, Frank Romeo, who has done just these extravagantly detailed Hero Forge models and creates these really cool animatics for moments of the episodes. Uh, we're hoping to get more of those out. And Frank has actually just recently joined our crew. We want to welcome frank his work is astonishing and while i'm at it it's been a hot minute since i've thanked the entire cast and crew kind of explicitly so going around the table our main cast thank you craig pate sam oliver cinderblock sally and emily graymore and of course our amazing composer sayer roberts who has done our theme song and so much more for this show
We literally couldn't do it without every single one of them, and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about this show, leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and backing us on Patreon. No threats this time. No reiterations of the fact that it's literally your civic duty to give us a positive review on the podcast platform of your choice. Just love and vibes and appreciation. Thank you for listening. I'm going to let you get back to the rest of the episode. We are going to be moving into a period of downtime. During the downtime, uh, you guys are going to be able to, to sort of call scenes and, 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 and hit things that you're interested in doing. This is going to be a, about a month of downtime. Uh, but the first thing that you all learn in that, you know, those first couple hours uh, is that uh, the Minehead boys have left. They have, having finished the millstone, they took their quarry and uh, presumably went to travel and go sell it. Uh, they left behind Big Paul and Willie, uh, who are still in town. Uh, they were still in the process of sort of convalescing, and they were they were not necessary. They were not strictly speaking necessary uh, to you know sort of make the delivery. Um, and right away, you get the sense that Big Paul and Willie had expected to hear from Sherwood and the boys uh, some missive or a letter of uh, of some kind. Um, but at this point, they're not overly concerned because you know travel can get delayed and and you know the variance of a few days a few weeks is not uncommon um but the minehead boys uh, have taken off leaving leaving big paul and willie behind um so we're gonna go around the table and we're going to figure out what everybody gets up to in the month uh you guys have one month of work to do refining this elderwood and you have been given a month uh before you are going to be sought out again by porky to begin your defense of the forest. Um, I don't need to go first, but I know what I want to do, mm -hmm. if that makes it easier. Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and let you uh, go first? <laughs> okay, so, but I want to talk to Isaac specifically, and I want to tell Isaac um, that, uh, uh, that um, if something happens where I have to, uh, do my job that his number one priority should be to protect June because guard believes quite firmly that June is the keystone that keeps rally the way that it is, um, which makes guard nervous that if something were to uh, encourage him to do his job in a way that he might not be actively in control, uh, that would probably his first thing would probably be to kill June because that would be what would destroy Rally in his mind. So he's basically going to tell Isaac very specifically that like, if I ever lose control in a way that you know sometimes I can, um, in a way that isn't in the woods, get June away from me. Um, or don't let me get to June. Um, and then uh, the scene that I want to have uh, would be, uh, uh, I would like uh, to take June to meet the Wolverine. <gasps> yes! Oh, yeah! yeah. Um, and then the uh, the last thing is I want uh, I want to get Harissa and Guard to start uh, training the kids of Rally to run and hide from us, um, with the mindset being that if they learn to run and hide, sort of in the way that like you know like a little pack, uh, in case shit goes down in Rally, they'll be they'll be okay. Like hide and seek. Hide and seek. Yeah, I basically want to play because in my mind that's what Guard does with the Wolverines, sort of treating it the same way. That's very good. Uh, that's extremely good. Okay, um, we'll we'll circle back to that. Yeah, Harissa would be down for that. So we'll go in clockwise here. Uh, June, uh, what would you like to get accomplished during this downtime? 
uh, during the downtime, I would like to uh, mess with the earrings because she has no, like, Porky told her that, like, these are Mm -hmm. specific tools. So she wanted to, like, try to mess with those and also uh, go to her dad's grave. Okay. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, Harissa. Harissa, what uh, what do you want to get up to? Uh, I would like to do uh, a few things. I would like to um, have, I'd like to just kind of like have Harissa go around the town and just ask, like especially Whiskers and maybe Oz, about whether they know anything uh, about like the Tanin people. Because Whiskers did allude to that some mm-hmm. while we were out. And I think okay. she'd want to explore that sure. a little bit more. Um, she's also probably going to spend some time talking to Spinks and kind of getting more about what he knows about the process out of it, out of, uh, out of him. She's also going to tie her button eye onto Spinks like a collar. Sort of like okay. there. Okay. Uh, I think you just do that. I don't think there's a resolution there. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's fine. I just want to make sure everyone knows at the table that that's what she's done with it. Um, um, but the one thing I'd like to maybe have as a scene, potentially, I would like Spinks of his own volition, without um, Marissa knowing, mm-hmm. in the nighttime, mm-hmm. go and visit Isaac, and and have and have some one on one time, which I could do as a scene if Isaac would want to. Okay, interesting. All right, Isaac. Isaac, what do you got? Um, Isaac. <laughs> Isaacs is just going to be, it's not as much as I thought it was, um, just basically talking to everyone within Rally in discussion of um, their more of a kind of like what Guard's talking about in the sense of if we were ever to be attacked, like your life matters more than like the mill or anything else in the sense of like keep yourselves safe type deal. And then he has a task for Martin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's fucking Goku's Martin task. Yeah. Go on. Um, Don't trust is, Martin. You think is, you can't trust me? And you trust in Martin? He is. <laughs> I, isn't Martin from Rally though? Or is he? Did he come with y'all? No. No. Martin, he Martin, came with us. Martin yeah. is extremely oh, gung ho for the Empressar. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. I thought he was just a goof from Rally. Yeah. No, I he's need, worse I than need, me. Who, who would I? Yeah. Who would he choose? Oz. Benny, maybe. Benny. No, he needs he needs Oz and Benny there. I think I know what you're going for here. I th- I think I I think I know what you're going for here. And if you're looking for a runner, mm-hmm. uh, what I will say is, um, uh, hold off on that thought because things may work out for you. Okay. Because he ha- he has a note that he wrote in warden jargon, and so. Yeah, as he knows. I think that. I think I think the reality here is that you don't have a good person to run this, and so I don't think it necessarily happens right away. But I see okay. what you're trying to do, and I've I, I've I've got plans for it. Okay. All right. Cool. Other than that, cool. Ooh. I don't think there's anything I can think of at this moment. You're not. You're explicitly not bringing anyone other than Leah in on this plan yet, though, right? Yeah. There's been no. Especially after what Guard just had told him. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Cool. He just learned. Put me he, down just figured, if anything happens. he just figured out that, oh, I was right. 
I was actually right. And Gar just told me I was right. Okay. So yeah, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Okay. Okay. We're going to go through a lot of this stuff. Um, uh, pretty rapid fire. Um, uh, I am going to, uh, basically do all of the roles, all the things we're going to resolve as roles, uh, pretty consecutively. Um, first, first off the list, uh, guard, I think you just tell Isaac about your kind of assumptions and beliefs with regard to protecting June. Um, and I think that's just a conversation. I don't want to do that as a scene. I think that's just a conversation where you guys sort of, Isaac, you understand where guard is coming from, regardless of whether or not you choose to act on that. That's eventually going to be your prerogative. But I think that guard imparts that information uh, well. Um, guard, do you enlist mm. Harissa's help when with training the kids? Of course. She's better at hunting than I am. Hunting the kids. <laughs> hunting hunting <laughs> children. Uh, go ahead and give me a survival check with advantage, please. Uh, is this me or Harissa? Uh, I'll let you guys pick whoever you want to roll. I mean, there's an obvious answer here mechanically, but who who's taking What's the roll? Sorry. I'm I the way that I'm imagining it is guard does not think that this is a task that he can do. Well, he doesn't understand mm -hmm. children um, that well. And guard is like asking Harissa for help. So if Harissa, if, you, okay. if, if, if Harissa's down to take the lead, I would love for her to take the lead. Guard is just like, sure. this is how packs survive. <laughs> the children are basically as, much a pack as like a bunch of cubs and i've got little elmira okay. as well uh, to help me like yes exactly, uh, so i think exactly. i think this is going to be this is going to be a uh this is going to be a uh survival check uh with advantage if yeah. you would please harissa Ooh, with a, with a as of elmira oh glad i got that advantage uh 16 in total okay okay uh on a 16 I think you accomplish uh, basically two things. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys pick here. Uh, you get two of these four things. You can have them recognize Elmira as a sort of leader, so that they'll follow her orders in a crisis. You can have them identify a safe zone or house that they can go to in times of danger. You can teach them how to use simple weapons. Uh, or, and I think this one is maybe the most interesting, uh, you can teach them about the terrain surrounding Rally so that they can Ooh. sneak out, potentially infiltrate, be out in the woods uh, unseen. You get to pick two of those four. So, Harissa, mm -hmm. what I would go for is the, the last one, know the terrain, mm -hmm. and know yeah. a secret safe place. And I would have that place be in the woods. Can we do that? Sure. The secret safe place can be anywhere that you guys know about. Okay, because you I said mean, like I'm a not going to promise like, that it'll town, always but... be. I'm not always going to promise that it'll be safe, but safe houses work like that, right? If it gets compromised, it gets compromised. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, there is something else I... I wanted to add to this, and I completely forgot. Wait, mm -hmm. sorry, you first, Em. No, no, no. Go on. You add the thing first, and then I'll decide what. Um, a part of what I wanted to do over this month was also spend time communicating to the creatures of the forest to look after the children if they do go into the woods. Oh, I like that. That's cute. My heart okay, cool. strings can't. <laughs> We're going to roll that into a thing. Uh, so go ahead and go ahead. Give me the... Are you going to give... 
are you gonna give uh the t- are you gonna do are you gonna choose those two the um know the terrain and, and safe house I, in the forest i, I think, would argue the safe house i would argue the safe house just because i wouldn't necessarily want them all in the same place if that place was compromised mm. so so what do you think we should do i i would have gone with the i was tempted by the simple weapons because that's just fun but but <laughs> me too I think if we're giving them the terrain for outside and we're not going to be around, Elmira might be a good, like, just leader to kind of, you, you know, we need to go here, do that, da, 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 you know. Hell yeah. Let's um, do that. I agree 100%. Let's do okay. that. All okay. Right. All right. Cool. So the two Let's you're picking it. are know the terrain and recognize Elmira as a local platoon leader. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. Elmira. Uh, so those. <laughs> we high five. <laughs> Teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next role is uh, going to be June and the Earrings. Mm-hmm. Uh, June, the Earrings give you a cast of Augury uh, once per day. You are certainly welcome to use that. Uh, the way that this spell works is that you lay out some options, some decisions, some course of action that you would like to take and roll the Earrings. The Earrings will then tell you either wheel, positive outcome, woe, negative outcome, wheel and woe, mixed outcome, or neither. Okay. Uh, you're, you're welcome to do that if you'd like. Okay. Um... So the she's she's gonna she's gonna meditate. She's gonna sit in her meditation spot, and she's going to ask, uh, in her meditative state, um, can she trust her companions? You toss the earrings. They clatter to the ground, rolling one over the other, facets tumbling, glinting, and they skitter to the ground. And in the left earring, a fortune wheel. Wheel. A good result. In the right earring, cloud begins to dissipate. It pulses a little as if it's thinking. And it almost hesitates before it clears into a dagger. Wheel and well. Well, shit. Uh, all right, uh, Harissa, go ahead and roll me an investigation yes. check uh, as you start to ask people about the tanine. Give me that sweet 12. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of 12s and 13s. Doing, doing good. Yeah. Yeah. You got a 12? I'm getting very middle, middle rolls okay. today. Yeah. Uh, you can ask, you can get good information in the course of your conversations by way of asking one question of Whiskers and one question of Sphinx. Uh, I'm not going to play them out. Just go ahead and ask me the questions. Uh, okay. Um, uh, the the answer I have for Whiskers, or the question I have for Whiskers would mm-hmm. be just tell me, can you tell me everything you know about it? 
tell me everything you Just know. Just nice and broad. Tell, can you tell me everything, Whiskers? No. <laughs> Uh, this is why I'm not running this as a conversation. Oh. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Um, now, okay, what I'm giving you is the... real answers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted a lot of information from you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask Whiskers. Yeah. What does he know about the Tanines? Like, destruction or like ending or he has absolutely no idea what he does tell you is that to the best of his knowledge they were a people that resided in the eastern wheels until they disappeared that's not helpful sorry uh and then (laughs) for spinks i will ask um if he knows of anything that could separate someone from their familiar yes because your grandmother told it to you once familiars are lost when the thing that they protect is lost You don't know what that means. I love. But those are the words. I love the vagary and the riddles. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Sphinx. Cool. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Great. Speaks, okay. Cinder, we are going to yeah, go ahead and me. do guard. You and June arrive at the clearing uh, where the Wolverine Cubs reside. Oh, babies. Now, June. I'm going to need you to be very quiet because they are quite skittish. June stops hopping up and down. (laughs) Here, take this. And I shall hold out, I'll hold out a little handful of berries that I picked from uh, Gerda's garden and give them to June. All right. Just follow my lead. And we walk out into the clearing, and it is the clearing that I had that encounter with the uh, the townsfolk mm-hmm. with some time ago. Same one. Um, yeah. And um, I sit down, crisscross applesauce, and I just start thumping my hand on the ground, like boom, boom, making this like slow rhythmic thump. Try, uh, which is what I've been using to let the Wolverines know that I am around. And I encourage June to sit with me. June, you notice that this is coincidentally in the exact same rhythm as the pulse of the forest floor that you only now are realizing you can kind of always feel. Interesting. Okay. And as this is happening, you sit on the ground. And I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, boy. Wolverine tackles. All right. Yeah, she. <laughs> I, I, I see what's about to happen. Yeah, she's definitely, she's sitting cross-legged, like, <gasps> holding out the berries. That is a 17. Uh, but if, if what's going to, if what, if what's going to happen is what I think is going to happen, I want to let it happen. Because <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> Okay, uh, the Wolverine whips around from 
sort of around your right hip from behind a tree and just dives into your hands and immediately starts gobbling up these berries. I guard you here, the wolverines say. Why'd you bring us? Uh, and just chomping away at these things. You then see two more kind of stalk their way from behind the trees, kind of... Oh, little babies. And one, a little a little bigger than the rest, standing a little taller and walking with just a hint of a limp, has a pheasant in its jaws. <gasps> and it walks up and it drops it and says, Guard! Who's this? Oh my god! You've never brought us a friend before. And and June sees Guard hunch over, and his whole body kind of like starts to get all very animalistic, and it basically starts going. <laughs> but um, what uh, the Wolverine hears is uh, is Guard says this. Is part of my pack. <gasps> oh! I've seen this one before. Dude. Does it live in the woods too? The others have now kind of jump tackled June as well, <gasps> kind of eating up the rest of these berries. But the, the slightly bigger one stalks forward again, just a hint of that limp, and sticks very close to guard. Oh my god, y'all are just the such a cutest. And she's giving out scritches and like doing that like quick hand move, like on all fours, like my hands over here, and then my hands over here. And <laughs> they are here. just playing back and forth, these these live bodies, just kind of a little longer than you might expect a carnivorous animal to be, just kind of swirling in, in their dives at your hands. Guard, they're amazing. They are growing. This is their packed leader. And I'm going to take my hand and sort of force the one with the limp in front of me to so that it is like close so that it there's nothing between it and June for a second because I know I can I can I can sort of sense its hesitation and I'm just gonna June's gonna hold out her like not go to not doing the quick hand back and forth cat thing but just stick her mm -hmm. hand out to let the the leader sniff her hand uh, as you do that it bites you Oh, ow. And it's just teeth into your hand. Do you pull back? What do you do? Is it like he has my hand in his mouth? Mm-hmm. It's not insanely painful. Feels a little bit like when you got your ears Okay. Pierced. She's not going to yank back. She's going to be like, ow, ow, ow. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, okay. You can drop it now. I need those fingers. <laughs> I'd like to have them. <laughs> <laughs> to to, uh, to the wolverine, so June, again, we'll just hear this as snarling and growling. I'm going to say to the leader, this one also lost its parents. Be gentle. The jaws relax, and it licks the 
trickle of blood that's coming from the palm of your hand. Oh. See, you're okay. Oh, I... I'm sorry you lost your mom. That's hard. Did Gar bring you meat, too? I don't hear any of this, right? No. <laughs> she's she's just, oh my god, no, you're so sweet. Look at you. You look like you got a little boo-boo. little boo-boo on your leg. That's okay. I've had boo-boos before. It heals. I think you guys manage a bit of a non-verbal sort of repartee, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a there's maybe not an understanding, but mm-hmm. a, a, a kind of mutual tolerance that happens here. Um, and I'm happy to leave it there. But guard, do you did you want to uh, tell these these Wolverines about your plan for the children? Yes, I did want to. So as they are. After the like, initial like nervousness, what uncomfortableness has settled, and the hyper, and the, also the hyperness has settled, so we're all just kind of like sitting around for a little bit. Um, I I will let them know. This is June. She is one of the children of Rally. She is older than the other children of Rally. But there are many smaller children. They are not hunters. They are not harmful. There may come a time when they shall seek these woods for solace, where more hunters and more trouble will come to the forest and to the town. If the children come to these woods, I need you to treat them as if they are part of your pack. They will help you, and you will help them. The Wolverines, without a single argument, give their consent. And then Gar rolls over on his back and starts playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> that is where we're going to end that scene. So we move to June. Can you describe for me uh, the graveyard of Rally? Uh, I will say that it is outside of the wall. You know, kind of encroaching on at least the edge of the forest. Uh, but aside from that, what does this look like? I like to picture it as, you know, the minehead boys, if they had, you know, leftover pieces of stones from making the millstones um, or from the old broken ones that those had been fashioned into headstones. Um, And then families and loved ones had planted flowers or replanted flowers around those old millstone parts that are the headstones. Um, And I'd like, and her, I would think that her dad had like kind of a, a spot just a little bit outside of the rest of them. Mm-hmm. 
little bit larger. I think it's actually under a tree in particular. And I think that there are some just personal marks of people who couldn't find another way to express their grief carved into that tree. Maybe as simple as an X, just some indication of, of presence. And what's also interesting is that your father's grave always has flowers and so forth growing around it. People in the town see to that very consistently. There's a little tuft of them that you don't particularly recognize and that don't necessarily match the rest. They are the flowers from the boars of the boar god. And you see, you know, kind of closer inspection that one of the stems has been snapped. And the flower is missing. Hmm. Well, Daddy, it looks like somebody might have need, needed a flower for something, hoping hope they gave it to somebody special. And, um, She'll get on her knees and kind of like, just like tidy up a little bit and reorganize. And she um, has a pulls out of her pocket a little wrapped up note with some twine on it, and. Uh, She'll look down at it and... Daddy, uh... I've got some... I've got some things I have to do. That... Are gonna be really challenging, and... I'm hoping I'm ready for it. And I just want to say goodbye, in case I, I'm not back for a while. And, uh, I hope wherever you are, it sounds like you might be somewhere in a blood tree, but I'm not going to think too hard on that. Um, but, uh, I, I hope you'll be around and, uh, she'll take her little note and kind of bury it under the flowers near the gravestone a little bit and pat some dirt on it. Um, and she keeps like dried herbs in her house and she'll pull out a little satchel of it and put it over top of the little pile. Um, and if you get a chance, uh, I, uh, I hope you, uh, read this and, uh, Appreciate that it's not written on a poster board somewhere. Uh, and we we didn't always see eye to eye, but I love you, and I miss you. And uh, well, wish us luck. And she'll kiss the headstone and. Make her way back. As you stand and turn toward Rally, 
you see a Goliath man, seven, eight feet tall, with a cane about as tall as you are, walk in your direction. Rosemary, remembrance, a, a nice touch. Hi, Big Paul. You're looking, uh, mighty big. Mighty tall. <laughs> yes, well, that doesn't tend to go away when one is injured. Uh, I suppose occasionally. I am lucky that it was not more grave. Same. I'm, I'm glad that you're feeling better. And... I wish I could say the same. I'm sorry? He gestures with his cane to the headstone. Oh. He was a great man by all accounts. You knew my daddy? <laughs> no, Lord, no. He, he was before my time at Minehead, but Sherwood has stories and stories and well, you know how Sherwood gets when he gets talking. And it's hard to... It's hard to miss. But he was... He was pretty... He was pretty cool. <laughs> he was a good dad. But... Sometimes I didn't always see that. Oh, come now, June. Great leaders are rarely good parents. Hmm. She'll just chew on that for a second. Wherever he is, I'm sure that he is immeasurably proud of you. But by that same token, I hope that you are immeasurably proud of you. That's mighty kind of you, Big Paul. I'll take it from someone who had a leader for a parent. Mm. Well, there must be a real big heart living inside that giant body of yours. That giant hairless body. <laughs> are you still <laughs> are you still like greased? I don't understand like what this I need I really need to know your skincare regimen. <laughs> well, uh, a lot of I'll be honest, a lot of it. And you can kind of see that he's a little less uh buffed to a high sheen than he has been in the past. Uh a lot of it is um Sherwood likes to put on a bit of a show and you know the um the, the 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 visual is impactful, you know, the gleaming sunlight off the forehead and whatever. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's a living. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you for your kind words. Of course. I hope you'll forgive me that I. Um... Well, I. Been down here once before, and I noticed those flowers over there, and he sort of points to the little outcropping of flowers. And they didn't seem to have been put here intentionally, and I was paying my respects and figured I might 
Take one. I hope I haven't offended. <gasps> that was you. Well, now you gotta tell me where it went. <laughs> uh, where to go? He blushes just like a deep red. <laughs> uh, uh, and just like starts walking over. away. Just starts he just starts walking away. Uh <laughs> I'ma find out. I'ma find out just, now. Just doesn't doesn't answer, just like and just starts walking away. Bye, Big Paul. Uh, and I think that is where we're going to end that scene. And if you haven't yet, please, uh, please take inspiration uh, for oh, nice. that visit Thank to you. your father's grave. We're going to go ahead and do uh, Mr. Spink's uh, visits. Isaac. Uh, oh, Marissa, yeah. Uh, when, when is this happening? Uh, so this is happening whilst uh, Harissa is asleep. So Harissa doesn't know this is happening at all. So it's happening at night. Uh, the town has gone to sleep. He assumes, Sphinx assumes everyone is asleep. Um, he's going to like sneak out, like scuttle up the wall, down the wall, sort of zigzag through sort of like rocks and grasses, poke his head up occasionally, make sure no one's looking, get back down, scurry about again, gets to, the, um, to where Isaac's lodgings are. Sort of like scrambles up the the wall, kind of like you see how like lizards kind of like he slips a bit, goes oh, and it kind of scrambles up up to the wall, and then when he gets like on the top of like the windowsill, just imagine like the Mission Impossible music playing, and then (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna kind of like make sure Isaac is asleep, or at least like around. Is he in his bed? Where is Isaac at this point? Before you get in there, uh, I would like you to please yeah. uh, have Sphinx roll me a stealth check. Doesn't have to be that high, don't worry. I don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, let's... We're going to learn. It, it's probably not in your character sheet. You might need to look at the like, D&D Beyond uh, thing for stat blocks. I think you can also get the stat block if you click on the summon action. So the, the, you should have an action for summoning it, and it might be under that. Oh, here we go. I got it. I found it. Drake Companion. Nice. All right. uh, well, it's a two. So <laughs> he's going to just right. fall in the no, window. No, 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 no. no. Oh. He does everything that you said that he did. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Some other stuff happens, too. He's probably humming this as he goes. dun 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 uh, speaks World of Three probably because okay. the entire time he's just like bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> singing, singing his own theme song. 100%. I love it. I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of imagine Mr. Spinks uh, stealthing the way that uh, Ace Ventura sneaks yes. around. Yes. You know what I mean? Where he's like yes. playing his own music. A hundred percent. Yep. Dun, dun, Very crunk. Yeah, from Emperor's New Groove. Dun. Just like anytime oh, anybody yes, walks yeah, back, yeah. just like. Ah! A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So he does all this uh, shenanigans. And is is Isaac asleep at this moment in time? As he just sort of flops onto the window. Probably. Probably. Trying to think right. why he would stay awake, but nah, there's no reason for him to. So Sphinx is gonna try and like elegantly sort of like sneak down uh, from the window, like but 
he's just gonna kind of like fall onto Isaac <laughs> from the window. Just <laughs> um, straight onto. Ah, <laughs> you're awake. Grabs the lizard <laughs> instantly by the neck. Hello, Isaac. I get a chance to just bring you. Please don't. I I come with nice things. <laughs> I would like to live, please. You are probably the weirdest thing that came out of all this. I am too young to die. C- can he understand him? Yeah, absolutely. Speak speaks common as well. I don't know if you are too young. You know, anybody could die at any moment. And he just tightens his grip. <laughs> And then, like, flames start kind of, like, sputtering out of his mouth as, like, the as the thing goes. And the frills are sort of, like... <laughs> Instinctually, he just tosses them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he's going to kind of get up onto his, like, hind legs and just sort of dust himself off. Sorry, they come in, try and talk to you. And Speak, just, demon lizard. <laughs> Demon, all right, listen, listen. This did not go as well as Spinks expected, but I come because I mean, obviously, I was I was under the poncho when when you and Safra were having your heated conversation. Um, I just I just wanted to say, I mean, she doesn't know I'm here. So don't please don't tell her because she will probably do the same to me as you did, and I don't want that. Um, but if so, she doesn't know I'm here. But I wanted to tell you that she may get cross sometimes. Um, but she likes you a lot. She she won't say, but everything she does is because she cares about you a lot. Um, she didn't want you to die. She did what she thought was best. <laughs> and he kind of just sort of like uh, looks down at his feet and kind of fiddles with his claws. And his he kind of looks back up at Isaac with his like best puppy dog eyes. Isaac just starts laughing. <laughs> He's like, oh man, you are one ugly toad. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. What What was your name again? Spinks. Spinks. Spinks, I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. I mean, Marissa kind of reminds... It's kind of hard to talk to somebody who reminds you so much of yourself. And um, let's just say if, if I was a type of soldier to follow the rules, a lot of... Riley wouldn't be here right now, so I guess that's a little bit of a... I, I need to be able to take my own advice sometimes, so... I'll... I'll me, me and Harissa will have a conversation about it, Sphinx. You, you, you're a good friend. So, so you don't hate her? No. I don't... I don't hate her, no. I sometimes just get frustrated. Yeah, think how I feel trying to talk to her. We are basically the same thing. Um, except I'm prettier, obviously. <laughs> and he kind of like plays with his frills a little bit, like. Yes. Yep, that's that's what that is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, thank you for not killing me. I appreciate, appreciate that a lot. Yet. Yet. And, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Next time, just use the door. Oh, okay. Um, this is kind of awkward. Could you, uh, I can't reach the handle. Could you, mm-hmm. um, this is, could you get, get the door Absol- um, Absolutely. The door to Isaac's bedroom swings open. <laughs> the guard steps in. I saw something sneaking into your room. Oh, thank goodness, guard. It's right there. Attack it. <laughs> oh. Guard puts the axe down. Absolutely. Good evening, Mr. Spinks. And slowly closes the door. Goes, no, no, God, I'm in danger. What are you doing? You're fine. You're fine. Spinks is just like <laughs> hyperventilating. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, <sighs> and he just faints. He just falls onto them. <laughs> if you want a job done right, you got to do it yourself. And he's going to reach for his axe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go, go on, Spinks. I'll talk to Harissa in the morning. <laughs> He opens one eye to see if his fainting trick worked and then goes, oh, okay, thank you. And then kind of scuttles out. Hopefully the door is still open. Scuttles out. <laughs> and that is where we're going to end that scene. <laughs> Isaac, 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 Isaac. Isaac, you have called a town meeting. Uh, where where does this take place? Um, I, I would assume in uh, Dale's office. That's usually where most of the meetings, if not the. Uh, so this is just the leaders of the leaders of the town, not not distinctly everyone. That sounds good. Uh, so you have sort of the leaders of rally in uh, in your office. Uh, they are all looking pretty pleased with themselves uh, that the town is kind of back on track for at least the moment. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a, a scuttle, a little bit of murmur. Have you told everyone kind of about the gods and so forth yet? I would assume so. Yeah, so I think I think there's a little bit of like people are, yeah, people are people are sort of wrapping their heads around that. I think there's a, a, a you know kind of a, a a far higher density of religious artifact, you know, sort of present at this uh, at this at this meeting than there ever has been before. Um, but you know, sort of generally, people are are, are in good spirits. Um, what does Isaac say? Now, so, uh, yes, uh, gods and in this the chaos, we got the elder wood like we needed, but as before in our conversations, even more, it looks like we're gonna have to find some different type of, um, way to keep Rally going. I mean, <clears throat> what are you talking about, Isaac? You, you, you got this done in record time. You said it wasn't even the whole grove. You, you seriously going to tell me that you're going to let some little forest fable put you off of the biggest mother load we found at some time? It's not just the humanoid. Uh, version of Carl that we're talking about um, is also and I would assume that the rest of the party has told Isaac about that big shadow that they saw. Yeah, at this point. 
there's there's more intimidating things out there, very large and monstrous things. And if you assume that our gracious Empisar will be the one to defend us against such things, I, from experience, I will have to say you'll be sorely disappointed. This is rally. We 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 have to take care of ourselves. And what do you suppose we do, Isaac Axe Drummer? Well, I I say we do exactly that. Take matters into our own hands. Uh make make a few deals. Make things a little bit interesting and remind all these gods that we're dealing with that we aren't their playthings. Here, here. Leah puts her fist up in the air. So, all in favor of making sure Rally is Rally's alone? Really? Y'all? Nothing? No one? I. And Leah throws her hand up. Reluctantly, Maurice follows suit. Oz? Benny and Oz stand a little bit contemplative. Eventually, Benny kind of quietly raises her hand. Oz says, I... We don't get, like, a plan or anything. Isaac, just, uh... Just a, just a good-feeling little quip. Y'all know about the uh, Agravar and all their political issues right now. Are Garden Harissa here? That I was gonna I ask was you going that. To, I was gonna ask that as well. I was gonna ask actually. I was like, can I? Am I here? Isaac, it is your decision. Um, I would say if he starts talking about that, they would be on patrol or something like that. There would be no one like stand still like affiliated with the Empsar in this meeting. I assumed. Especially after he just okay. asked for everyone to call for rally alone. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's reasonable. Uh so before I was your humble uh leader of rally, I was something of a a warden. And so I I might be able to call on a few favors and distract the Empisar. But this conversation does not leave this room. There aren't many that we can trust outside of this room. Inside check. 17. That's like fourth 17 tonight. That's actually not bad. Uh, On a 17, um, Maurice, Leah, with you right? Not, they don't blink. Everyone's got a past. Oz is a little trepidatious, but is never been one to betray a confidence. I think that you think that you still have to win them over, but they would never 
let this leak. Benny is stone. Benny? Benny is absolute stone. You have no idea what, what she's thinking. Now, I've been told by one of our guard that I should not trust them. And then the other one is still questionable. But I've been told by a uh, familiar face in sorts that I can trust them. But we will have to make some sort of negotiations with Agravar if we want this plan to work. And then it'll just buy us time to get to whatever gods are waiting for us in the force. We blame it on bandits. Now here's the thing with bandits. Our security's pretty good. Let's be honest. Us cuts in. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, our security, our security's great, and the Empress are themselves trusted our security. But our security is great here. On the road, things happen on the road. Things do happen on the road. And if our security is here, then they can't defend what happens on the road. Thank you, Oz. That's that's a good point. All right. Let's let's make sure that rally is able to hold its own. If this works, <clears throat> you do realize that we are going to be beholden to no one and beneficial to well, no one. Maurice will be beneficial to ourselves and only <coughs> ourselves <coughs> and from what it looks like you need that <laughs> I, you leave my damn tobacco out of this boy handle myself ah shit you're right we can handle ourselves alright alright I'm in Kaka made me good for nothing crazy ass plan. Would you believe me if I said I had crazy ones before? With a lot less thinking. I'll tell you nothing. I uh, th- nothing would be less surprising, Axtrummer. Not 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 a single goddamn thing. And Leah kind of smacks him a little. Daddy, calm down. All right, you got us. Looks like you got Oz. Scrumpy? Scrumpy just... Sounds good to me. Benny? Benny looks at you and says... Isaac? I'm interested in your plan. It is a curious one, to be sure. Tell me this. Where is June? And as she says that, we see Martin in the high watchtower at the top of the hill. 
He's standing post. Huh, two, three, four. Huh, two, three, four. Looking out, surveying the plains to the edge of the western wields. And Harissa and Guard, from your vantage on the ground, doing a round at the base of Rally. All of a sudden, you see... The flare that Harissa gave Martin before leaving on the logging expedition go up from the guard tower, and a gong... Begin to sound. Martin scampers down from the guard tower, and at the top of the hill, you hear Emergency! Emergency! Everyone to their posts! This is not a drill! There is a contingent of armed men arriving from the east! Thank you so much for making it to the end of the episode, and a special thanks to our first two Rally Defenders. Kay Parker and Darlene Wallace! We're shouting out the two most powerful yeah. people, Woo! the Magnificent Mavens, whoop, the champions, whoop, whoop. the glorious. We love you. You are amazing. Darlene, yeah. Kay, champions. We love you. The love best. You. You're crazy. You're absolutely the best. Literally the best. So thank you so much for supporting thank you our so <laughs> fucking much. Uh you guys are are you, you all are making this possible for us to build uh and we could not be more appreciative. We love you.